This is Upon Further Review. Bulls play-by-play man Jim Lauk joins Derek Sharp. And he's going all the way to the end zone. With extended highlights of all the key moments. Touchdown USF! Without further ado, it's Upon Further Review. Get ready to hear a bunch of highlights from the first bowl victory for the University of South Florida in six years. December the 21st, 2023 in Boca Raton. A dominant showing against Syracuse. Now, yours truly was not at the game, so we're going to let Jim do the heavy lifting as far as going in and out of the highlights here. So, Jim, take it away and start off with what it was like before the game. You got to be down there a few days before things actually kicked off from Boca Raton. First of all, it was just great to be back in a bowl game again after five years away. 11th bowl game in South Florida history, and you can get all jaded and say, you know, if I've been to 10 pregame pep rallies at bowl games, they're all the same. Well, they're really not. Everyone is a little bit different. Boca Raton did a great job putting on the pregame events, and it was always great to see a lot of Bulls fans gathered together following their team, having fun on the road. It brought back memories of Charlotte 2005, the first bowl game, and the first time we really saw that large of a contingent of South Florida fans gathered together away from the Tampa Bay area. There was so much speculation leading into this game about where the Bulls would play. There were a lot of northern venues that were possibilities. But as it turned out, I think Boca Raton was just perfect this year for the Bulls. Got a lot of fans there. Most of them did not have to deal with airports and airlines. They were able to drive it. Bulls sold out their allotment of tickets and then went and got more to be able to accommodate everybody. So a great contingent of fans really led to a great atmosphere. And it was very evident early on that everybody on the South Florida side was excited to be there. Players, coaches, staff, fans, all had a lot of enthusiasm for this game. And I think when you look back at what happened on the field that night, that enthusiasm that was shared throughout the entire South Florida family had a lot to do with that. It was an intriguing opponent for the Bulls, a P5, which is what they wanted, and Syracuse was a team the Bulls knew pretty well, 10 prior meetings, of course, most of them in the Big East, and the Orange was a team the Bulls had had a lot of success against. They had won 8 out of 10 prior meetings. Syracuse had an interim coach. They had problems at the quarterback position, so a lot of things kind of seemed to set up right for South Florida heading into this game. Coach Golish had always said there's always going to be one team that wants to win and one team that's happy to be there. Well, with all that was happening with Syracuse, they've got a coach coming in from Georgia, and he's still with the Bulldogs when this one's happening. So they had some, uh, let's just say, interesting play calling and offensive formation selections, which benefited the Bulls. Two non-offensive touchdowns, as this show is called upon for the review, plenty of reviews to go along with that. Jim Lauk. Sam Barrington and Joey Johnson had the call. Here are your first half highlights. Very clear as we look across the stands. That's a lot of green out there. I noticed that here just a moment ago myself, Jim, and 
you know, obviously USF fans, they want a different experience. The players want a different experience. They played in this stadium just a year ago, and I heard a lot of chatter about, hey, I hope we get this bowl game out of the state. I hope we get to play these guys. But this is a great way to include the fans after having one of the best seasons, the second best turnaround season in college football this year, and the best turnaround season in USF history. Here's Brown, designed run. He's got an opening, puts his head down, and gets to the 45-yard line. He'll be a yard short of the first down. That's a 12-yard pickup. This is Wright pushing forward, trying to get the sticks, and he will. Out to the 48 of the Bulls. He's still moving the pile. There's the whistle. Here's Atkins making a catch, and he fights forward to the 43. Here comes Brown trying to get the edge to the right. Cuts it back in, takes a big hit, gets the first down. He lowered his shoulder and collided with Jaden Gould and drove the Syracuse defensive back forward for the first down. Now Brown to throw out to Atkins, makes a move, has some room. Inside the 30 to the 26-yard line. Another step toward 1,000 yards for Atkins, and he gets the Bulls first down to the Syracuse 26. Third down and a long two. Long snap count. Four wide receivers. Right moves to the left side. Now Brown snaps. Crossing pattern. It is caught. Weston Wolf first down at the 13. Yeah, well, I'm also very surprised that wasn't a pass interference. Looked like the defender might have tackled him before he made that catch. Here's Brown on the run again. Throws to the end zone. Got a man. Caught. Touchdown, South Florida. Sean Atkins. Bulls on the board first in the Boca Raton Bowl. 13 yeah. yards on the play. Atkins got free in the back of the end zone. Well, Jim, what impressed me most about that snap, Jim, was the time that Barn Brown actually had in the pocket. I mean, it was a wall as consistent as the Great Wall of China kind of sitting in front of him while he was able to just sit back, go through his reads, and find Sean Atkins as deepest as deepest in the back of the end zone. And he made a phenomenal catch, made sure he got both feet in. Touchdown, Bulls. The Great Wall of Tampa Bay. Bulls offensive line doing their job. Wide receiver in motion. It's a designed run for Vanini, and he is dumped. Amaris Brown Bunkley coming in from the defensive secondary. Got him right near the line of scrimmage. Now Syracuse with a third down and long. Seven to nothing Bulls first quarter. Looks like the quarterback. And they're going to give it to Vanini, and he will run it, and he will be stopped short of the first down at the 30-yard line. So the Syracuse offense, a little one-dimensional right now. They've only attempted one pass, yeah. and they're going to kick it away for their second consecutive time. Yeah, pretty rough place to be for Syracuse. Here's Brown keeping, dumps it off last minute off the hands of Atkins, and that ball may be a live ball, and this may be a Syracuse touchdown. The Bulls kind of stopped playing, and Elijah Clark picked it up and ran it all the way in. There are flags down. It was a swing pass to Atkins. You know, at first glance for me, I think that ball was definitely either parallel or thrown backward. The result of the play is a touchdown. However, during the return, we have a personal foul, illegal blindside block on the return team. From the spot of the foul, it will be first down, 
Syracuse. So there you go. Second down and nine from the Bulls, 27. He comes in motion, comes around to the right side, and the ball is jarred loose. Scramble for it back around the 42, and we'll see who's got it. Daquan Evans knocked it away. The result of the play is a fumble out of bounds. It'll be third down, Syracuse. So Syracuse hangs on to the ball as Daquan Evans knocks it away, but knocks it out of bounds. The good news for the Bulls, it's a huge loss on the play. I think as a receiver, you know, when you get to a point where that ball and it, there's a lot of congestion where the exchange of the reverse is supposed to happen, you got to make a smart move and you got to tuck that ball and protect it and just take a loss for whatever it is. But I think that receiver tried to be superhero there. And this will be a 45-yard attempt from the near hash mark. So just one yard off his season high. They fumble the snap. Denneberg loses the ball. It's taken by the Bulls. And South Florida is going to bring it back all the way. Ameris Brown Bunkley. Touchdown, South Florida. My goodness. Jim, I'm telling you what, I got chills bumps right now. And maybe because I went to his restaurant earlier today, I can't help but think about Kayvon Webster. Yeah, it's Kayvon territory <laughs> with a play like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he in, in the play he had against Notre Dame, I mean, it looks so similar. And, 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 and again, Syracuse is in a really tough position because they just cannot get on one accord. But how about USF? How about Amaris Brown Bunkley? There's nothing better than watching a senior take advantage of big play opportunities in his last college game of his career. Very special. Congratulations to Maris Brown Bunkley. First and 10 from the 19-yard line. Brown to throw. Far sideline. Caught. Naeem Simmons breaks a tackle. Outruns a couple of men. He crosses the 50 and gets into Syracuse territory at the 48. That's a 33-yard gain. Brown to Simmons. Third down and 11 from the 49-yard line of Syracuse. A lot of time on the play clock. Now they snap. Here's Brown. He's going to take off and run. 45-40 and out of bounds. Let's see if he got the sticks or not. If he didn't, he's going to be close. They're going to give him the 40-yard line of Syracuse, setting up a fourth down and two. No hesitation from the Bulls. They're ready to run a play. Fourth and two from the Syracuse 40. Brown rolling to the right. Little inside pass. It is caught. It's K1 Powell, and he's got the first down. He'll get nine to the 31, so the Bulls convert the fourth and short, and they keep the football. From the 31-yard line, Brown loading it up again. Shot at the end zone. Chaffray Brown, yes, sir. Touchdown, South Florida. Yep. <laughs> Byron yeah. Brown's 25th of the year, tying a South Florida record. Yeah, you know, Jim, at this pace, they're going to have to go ahead and configure that scoreboard, make sure they can fit three numbers up there because Byron Brown ain't playing today. He, he came with all the, the, the jazz today. So far, Byron Brown is taking full advantage of this showcase of a standalone national television game on ESPN to show the nation what he is all about and he is delivering. And as you mentioned, the Syracuse offense is really in a precarious position given their shortage at quarterback and the way they're attacking it. It's really hard to imagine how they're going to climb back in this game, particularly with, with the inspired way the USF defense is playing right now. Valeri will take the snap. 
He will throw with pressure. It's picked off by the Bulls. Intercepted at the 25-yard line, and the Bulls get another Jacquez takeaway. Williams. It'll be South Florida ball. Jaquez Williams <laughs> with the pick. You don't see big guys get their hands on footballs too often, and when they do, they're always trying to make it special. That was a special one for him. And it's Allen, and he is going to be dumped for loss back at the 21. Jalen Schuler led the charge. That's going to be a loss of six <laughs> yards Schuler. on the play. And loss. South Florida has their fifth tackle for loss in this game. Yeah. Third down and 16. Valare to throw. Long down the far sideline, and it is broken up by Amaris Brown-Bunkley. That ball had a little bit too much air under it, and Brown-Bunkley was able to chase it down and knock it away, and here comes the Syracuse punt team. Second and eight from the Syracuse 49. Here is Wright. He busts into the secondary, runs over an orange defender, and gets a first down at the Syracuse 35-yard line. That's a 14-yard gain. Best run of the night for Naquan Wright. First and 10 bulls on the 35. Brown to throw. Looking, looking. Unloads. Got a man. That's Atkins. He's got his 1,000. He'll get to the 27. So Sean Atkins with an eight-yard pickup becomes the first bull in program history to have a 1,000-yard receiving season. You could also really put the hammer down if you can convert here. Yeah, well, Jim, I'd argue that the hammer is already down, right? <laughs> so go well, ahead. the and, second hammer you could so Well, go down. ahead and hit him with a screwdriver right now. You know, a little less impact. Cannon 10 of 15 on the season. Trying to add to the Bulls' 21-point lead. Good snap, good hold, line drive kick. It has enough distance, and it is good. Field goal is 11th good. field goal of the season for John Cannon, and there's your screwdriver. It's 24 to nothing. <laughs> nice, nice. Phillips head at that. <laughs> Second and 10 from the Bulls' 28. They're going to throw, and here's a big hit by South Florida. He unloads it. It's incomplete in the end zone. Braden Davis got drilled as he let that ball go, and it lands incomplete. It's third and ten. So good pressure by South Florida there, and Syracuse facing another third and long. Intentional grounding. Offense. Quarterback. There's nobody in the area, and the quarterback was still in the pocket. So even though he threw it a long way downfield, that ball landed in the end zone. He gets called for intentional grounding. Nobody in the area from the 35 of South Florida. Hit as he throws incomplete and oh, flags no are everywhere. They're going to get the Bulls. Petway is going to get called for roughing the passer here with 36 seconds left in the half. There are two fouls on the play. Personal foul, roughing the passer, defense number 19 with targeting. After the play, personal foul, number 72, Syracuse. The previous play is under further review. The ruling of targeting on number 19 for South Florida is confirmed. He is disqualified. That foul will be assessed. After the play, personal foul, hands to the face, number 72, offense. That foul will also be assessed, and it will be first down, Syracuse. So bad news for Jamie Petway, whose season will come to an end on that play.
Looks like Syracuse is going to commit to Braden Davis the rest of this game. He's gotten all the snaps on this drive. He will throw again. Pressure coming. Hit from behind. Fumbles. Picked up by the Bulls. This is going to be six. The Bulls are going to score in the final seconds of the second quarter. They knock Braden Davis to the moon. The ball pops out. And the Bulls get the recovery and run it in. Six more for South Florida. It's 30 to nothing. <laughs> it was Daquan Heavens on a hit. And we've seen USF blitz, you know, from all over the defense this, this game. And, you know, they brought him from the strong side, which was the quarterback's weak side because he's turning to his right. And take a look at Tremel Logan Jr. Scoop and score. Second time of the day, defense, again, underdog all year, but finding a way to be the bright spot of this team today in Boca Raton. 31 to nothing at the half. B.J. Daniels helped us out on our radio pregame show, and we had actually walked into the stadium together prior to the start of this game, and we were reminiscing about a year ago when the Bulls played in this very same venue, the game that was moved because of the hurricane when they played East Carolina in Boca Raton. And honestly, that was one of the worst days in my mind in South Florida football history. Bulls couldn't compete with the Pirates. They were down more than 30 points at halftime. What a difference from last year to this year. Now they're in the same place, and they are up more than 30 points at halftime in a bowl game against a P5. It really illustrated the progress this South Florida team has made. It was clear Syracuse couldn't deal with how fast the Bulls' offense ran. I think of two plays, the Bulls opened a drive by taking two long shots down the field, and they missed them both, so it was third and 10 in a heartbeat but I'll never forget the Bulls wide receivers racing back upfield to the line of scrimmage to get lined up for the third and 10 play and the poor Syracuse secondary was just dragging trying to get back into position they were worn out by the pace of this South Florida offense Byron Brown was terrific in the first half racking up some touchdowns and again Syracuse so committed to the Wildcat using the tight end and the running back. Their quarterback, freshman Braden Davis, played a little bit, but he got more snaps at wide receiver than he did at quarterback in the first half. We kind of thought Davis would probably be their best option, as green as he was in his college career. Syracuse didn't agree. They really committed to the Wildcat with only occasional passes. As a result, the Bulls just dug in defensively. They stopped the run, and when they did that, Syracuse really had no options offensively. There are some games, the way college football is played these days, that 31 to nothing at the half is a really not very safe lead because a lot of teams can put up a lot of points. That wasn't the case in this game. Syracuse wasn't going to score 31 in the second half, no matter what the Bulls did offensively. So for South Florida, a great spot to be in at halftime. You go into the break knowing that you just got to keep your cool in the second half, keep your foot on the gas, and if things progress as they should, by the time this thing is over, a lot of the younger 
younger and less experienced players for South Florida were going to get on the field and get a little bowl game experience before the Bulls wrap this up. Syracuse again taking a lot of time. Play clock down to 12, and they're not set up yet at the line of scrimmage. Throwing it, and it's picked off. Interception, Jalen Stokes. Another turnover, Dan Valeri with the interception. And the Bulls get the INT, and again, the tight end throwing the ball gets picked, and the Bulls get another turnover. Between Tab and War, and again, this was just a poorly thrown ball. You know, they tried to trick USF and use a type of rollout play. Fourth and two from the Syracuse 35. Play clock at 12. Brown will throw. Got a man wide open. Sean Atkins caught at the 15. 10-5 touchdown. Byron Brown to Sean Atkins, and Sam Barrington might have been the closest guy to Atkins <laughs> on that play. Nah, he was, he was, I would have had to get in my SUV and drive <laughs> about 20 minutes to get close to him because absolutely nobody was there. And what he did was, you know, he ran, he showed run motion to the right-hand side. Sean Atkins blocked down. Defenders took their eyes off of him, and then he went into his route. And, you know, USF is just pouring it on. Third touchdown pass for Byron Brown, so he now has 26 on the season. No relief for Syracuse. The Bulls come out and drill him right away to start the second half. 38 nothing, and I'm, I was trying to think how many times USF's had a, an advantage like this over a major conference team. I really cannot think of many or any. This is, this is something we have not seen yet. In, in this program's history, I believe. Well, Davis is on the field now, but he's split out. And here's the pass, and it's incomplete. It was deflected at the line by Tramel Logan. And it's fourth down for Syracuse. A 6-6 six and six season, a top 50 recruiting class, pretty much consensus, the best recruiting class in the American. And now a bowl game blowout. Lock running with 8-10 to go third quarter. And the Bulls up a whole lot, 38 to nothing. Syracuse starting to noticeably slow the pace down a little bit. Allen will run it, trying to get to the left, and Schuler drives him back about seven yards. Mac Harris was involved in that as well. They'll give him forward progress to the Bulls' 48, two-yard gain, Third down and eight. Allen now 14 carries, minus five yards. And again, they'll run. It was a direct one to Price. He's going to try to throw, and it's incomplete. Jawan Price, the second running back, took the snap that time. He tried to throw, and it winds up incomplete, and it's fourth and eight. Fourth and one, and Syracuse is going for it. It's the direct snap to Allen. Boy, I don't know. He tried to run right and get the edge. He's downed at the 26. The South Florida bench just erupted. They think they've got the stop. There's no word yet. But here comes the South Florida offense and the Syracuse defense. The Bulls get a fourth down stop 
on the Syracuse 26 yard line and the Bulls take over on downs with 102 left in the quarter. Yeah, you can't ask for a better performance from a team, Jim. I mean, they're literally doing everything the right way and, and, and really notching everything on the stat chart. <laughs> you know, recovered fumbles, interceptions, rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns, you know, and now a fourth down stop to complement this win. It's just really impressive. End around here comes Atkins, comes up the near sideline, and he's near the marker. He's got the first down. Gain of 11, make it 12 to the 14, first and 10 Bulls. Atkins continues to do it all. Six catches, 93 yards. Third down and goal from the two. Bulls trying to add on to a big lead. Brown will go over center. Hands it off. Naquan Wright in the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. Ring another one up. It's 44 to nothing. To say that Byron Brown may have played his last down here over this past drive and you know, just a phenomenal performance by USF. And you heard Coach Golis talk about their process, their process. He used the term our process so much. And you're really starting to see what it looks like when it's all put together. I mean, this team started at Western Kentucky at the beginning of the year. And you saw glimpses of how special it can be. But let's keep in mind, this is an ACC opponent, right? <laughs> this is a Power 5 opponent that USF is basically treating like its little brother. So South Florida will put the offense on the field at the 24 of Syracuse. They're going to go into victory formation. They'll take a knee here, and it'll be time to celebrate the 2023 season. And tomorrow, get ready for 2024. The South Florida Bulls, Sean Atkins doing a backflip as time expires. 45 to nothing. The Bulls absolutely crush Syracuse and win the Boca Raton Bowl to finish their season at 7-6. 45 to nothing, a total demolition of the Syracuse Orange. One of the things that stood out to me as this game was ending was the comparison between the Bulls and the Orange. It was Syracuse that had the interim head coach and the changes in their coaching staff. It was Syracuse that didn't have an established quarterback. It was Syracuse that was going into a bowl game after struggling late in the regular season. On the other side of the ball, here was South Florida with a young star quarterback who's already announced he's coming back, with a coaching staff that is finding the answers, that has engineered a six-game improvement from 1-11 and to 7-6. and In other words, you compare these two teams, and it was South Florida that was the stable program. And after the last couple of years where the Bulls have really struggled, that was a great realization to come to that a lot of things are in place now for this South Florida team heading into 2024. They're not going to be a secret anymore, and they're not going to sneak up on anybody, so it'll be a little bit more difficult next season. But they've got a great recruiting class coming in. They've got a great core coming back. And as Alex Golish likes to say, 
say there is now proof of concept. You can see what this coaching staff is trying to do here. You can see it developing. And as a result, if you really study it, you can see the next step. The next step should come in 2024. That's why Bulls fans are so excited. From 1-11 to 7-6 in the course of one year. But the best news for South Florida football fans is starting next year, 7-6 won't be good enough.